Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who is this lady on the internet, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers, DUNCE numbers, making sure you have contracts, operating agreements, non-disclosure agreements, all of that paperwork that you need to make sure that your business is financial, is, is legally sound and set on, you know, solid ground. I help you do that. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. If you would like to make sure to, to make sure that your business is set up legally sound, uh, you're going to want to go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There you're going to be able to book a one-on-one session with me. First time clients get a free 15 minute consultation. Um, and my regular uh, rates start at 247, but we do have a special on Tuesdays. Hint, hint, tomorrow's Tuesday, where you can get a 25-minute session for $25, okay? Uh, as well, at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can pick up the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, and also, you can pick up well, thank you, Zephyrina. Hey, right. <laughs> hey, Ashley, you right upstairs. Um, and you can also pick up my uh, business startup basics video training that is, it's basically how to be a boss one-on-one. It takes you through the entire business formation process of the steps that you need to complete and how you, how you get them completed. It just, you know, kind of gives you that running start to, to, to be a successful business owner. All right. So that is what I do, but enough about that. Here's what, here's why I do this show. Okay. Or here's how the show works if you're new, but I see, you know, most of the people here watching y'all are, y'all are OGs. Y'all are old timers. You know how this works, but just in case there's a new person. Um, Hey Shonda. Um, the, I pull stories from the news. I pull stories that you guys have sent to me. Um, things that I find on blogs and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them. Okay. So this is a time for you to participate. Don't be a wallflower. Don't be afraid to ask a question. Don't be afraid to give a comment as long as it is respectful. Okay. This is a place of learning and welcoming. All right. Um, but yeah, so that is how it works. And without any further ado, we're going to get started. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to snap fingers for myself. All right. So the first story that we are talking about tonight, it is the title story (laughs) of the show. 45 doesn't learn. Now, when we say 45, do y'all know who I am referring to? If you know who I'm referring to, when I say 45, put their initials in the comment. Don't write out the name because every time I utter that name on this show, for some reason, the internet connection goes out. So if you know who I'm talking about when I say 45, give me the initials in the comments, okay? Now, um, I'm going to let y'all do I'm going to give y'all like five seconds because I know it's going to take a minute. One, two, 
three. Yes, Italia DT. High open arms cleaning. Yes, thank you. You got it right. Okay. So when I say 45, I am referring to the person who currently occupies. Natalia <laughs> Young said negative 45 cents. Open arms cleaning said the orange guy. 76 Grim K said DT. Zephyrina, you said no. Uh, when I say 45, I'm referring to, um, the, 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 uh, Official, I guess, president of the United States. I do not say his name on the show because I, I'm not kidding. Every time I say his name on the show, something happens to my broadcast and it messes up. Okay. Anyway, we talked about him last, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the fact that he had several videos taken down off of social media because he was violating a lot of copyrights. He used pictures of people, he used songs, or his people, whoever put this video tribute together, it was a video tribute for George Floyd, but they didn't clear any of the copyrights, and it was swiftly taken down on multiple forms of social media. Well, apparently, 45's team has not learned their lesson. How many of you guys saw a video going around that it was, it was, it was, um, it was proven to be fake, but it was like a video of two toddlers and one toddler was running away from the other toddler and there was like a fake CNN banner. Um, and the banner said terrified toddler. You saw it open arms cleaning. It said terrified toddler runs from racist baby. <laughs> okay. Well, that video was a, com was complete, the headline was completely fake. The video was, com you know, from, from somewhere last year. You saw the original yet yeah, last year. Yeah. Well, apparently 45's team did not because they posted that video as a way to show that media was, you know, trying to vilify the ride or vilify their, their administration, all of this stuff, right? What they didn't do was clear it with the original owners of the video. There is a company called Jukin Media. They have had copyrights on this video since the 1990s, okay? Um, you didn't see the video, but you saw the, the, the interview with the parents, okay? Or, no, they didn't, they didn't have a copyright in the 90s, but they used a 1990s copyright law to make a copyright claim against this video that 45's team put up and they got it taken down. And this is why I tell you, nobody is above intellectual property law. You cannot take people's property. Even if you are the head of the United States of America, you cannot use people's intellectual property without their permission. There is a reason why we have intellectual property law. Your ideas are money. Your creations are money. And no one has the right to take your ideas or your creations and use them without your permission. That is the basis of copyright law. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you are, you know, the lowliest of the low or someone who has somehow miraculously ended up in the White House, we are all subject to copyright law. Hello, I am truly blessed. But yes, I just wanted to remind y'all that copyright law don't care who you are. <laughs> okay. Now, moving on to our next story. Do we have any musicians in the house? Do we have any songwriters, any artists, or do you love an artist? Is there a, is there a musician or a singer, some type of uh, musical artist in your life? If there is, please give me 
a music emoji, one of those music notes or something related to music. If you are a music lover or, or a musical artist or you have a, a musical artist in your life, give me some type of musical emoji, all right? Why am I asking you guys to do this? Um, so when I first started this style of my show, meaning, you know, talking about current topics, I remember there was one video that I did a while ago where I broke down the uh, Music Modernization Act, which was um, an act that was passed to try and fix some of the issues that are happening now because we have moved from a system of, you know, physical copies of music to streaming, right? So they've had to create these entire new set of laws because artists are not getting their money. Um, you know, record labels are just making money hand over fist and they're not giving the artists their due. Thank you, Zephyrina, for all of those musical instruments. You must have like a real prodigy in your home. Anyway, so Music Modernization Act was passed to kind of help, you know, songwriters and, and artists take more control over their work. And when they passed the Music Modernization Act, they um, said that they were going to create a council, the Digital Millennial Copyright Act Council, um, and that was going to oversee, um, you know, this, this new law and how they're implemented and provide resources to artists. So that was almost a year and a half ago. And I, um, I got an update today that they have actually chosen the council for, um, this digital millennial copyright act. So there is an actual council of artists who is go, who are going to be, um, they're going to provide input and perspective when it comes to applying copyright to the modern ways that we consume music today. Um, so the list of artists who are on this council, they are, and you know, if you hear somebody whose music you know, you know, give me a star in the comments. Uh, Jason Isbell is on the council. Bette Midler, I love me some Bette Midler, okay? Wind Beneath My Wings, always, always a hit. Cassandra Wilson, Duke Fakir, Elvis Costello, Emmy Lou Harris, T-Bone Burnett, Cheryl Crow, and Joan Osborne. All of these artists are now on this Digital Millennial Copyright Act Council. They're going to be the advisors to the legislators who put this in uh, you know, in, in action. So they're going to say, hey guys, we know you know the legal side of this, but let me tell you how this affects us on the artist side. And in doing so, they have also created an artist bill of rights. Thank you, 76 Grim K for the stars. Um, they have also created an artist bill of rights. So you know how we have, you know, our bill of rights um, for, for the country. There's your patient bill of rights when you go to your doctor. There's bill of rights for everything. Now they've created a bill of rights for artists. So if you have a, a musical artist in your life, you want to let them know that there is a council out there looking out for their best interests with the Digital Millennial Copyright Act, okay? So just for you musicians out there, that one was for you, all right? Now, um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, before we move on to our other stories, I want to remind y'all that you're watching MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC. If you are a lady watching me right now and you want to be empowered and educated and, you know, really energized, this weekend I am going to be a featured speaker at the Power of Three Virtual Women's Summit, okay? Uh, they asked me to speak and I'm so honored. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing my thing up there and I would love to see you ladies support. It is completely free to participate. All you have to do is secure your spot. And you can do that by going to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and clicking the power of three button on there and you can register and save your spot. Okay. So I would love to see you ladies there. Gentlemen, when I have asked to speak at a co-ed event, you are totally invited. Okay. So it ain't me. This it's, it's the people who invited me. All right. <laughs> Thanks Zephyrina. All right. Moving on. Um, do we have any Kobe fans in the house? If you are a Kobe Bryant fan, give me a basketball emoji. Um, and unless you have had your head in the ground, you know that um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna passed tragically a few months ago um, in a plane crash, right? Um, Kobe Bryant was a basketball star, played for the Lakers his whole career, I believe, Um I mean, the man was a legend, right? So if you were a Kobe fan, give me a basketball emoji. Anyway, um, as we move on, uh, so in in furthering Kobe's um, legacy, now we know that Kobe already had his, you know, he had companies. Um, he was he had a little bit of a snafu with his Black Mamba um, trademark a while back, but that had gotten resolved. But uh, to preserve his legacy, Kobe's estate and the company that his estate runs has filed for three new trademarks um, uh, connected to Kobe Bryant. So the first one that they have uh, filed a trademark application is uh, basically uh, it's, it's Kobe's signature with the number 24 because that was his number on the Lakers, I think. Um, Another is uh, his name, just his name, Kobe Bryant, which apparently was not trademarked already. And the third trademark that they have filed is actually an emblem. It says Hall of Fame Class of 2020, and it has an M in the middle that is formed by what seems to be snakes, probably um, referring to his nickname, Black Mamba. Now, all of these trademarks, they are being trademarked for the... Um, uh, in the areas of memorabilia, so basketballs, toys, um, trading cards, things like that. So these are ways that you can preserve the legacy of your loved ones. Like, by preserving Kobe Bryant's name and trademarking it, the family is taking control over who uses Kobe's name, which is very smart. Um, so look out for uh, more Kobe, for Kobe-branded stuff in the future, and, you know, we want to wish... Um, his, his, uh, surviving family, um, you know, peace and, and good times because they have been through a lot. Okay. Y'all don't like Kobe. I didn't get one basketball. I can't even believe this. Wow. Are we stuck? Are we stuck? Okay. All right. 
this is our second to last story. And then we're going to have a brief, brief, brief discussion. Um, have any of you ever stayed at La Quinta Inns and Suites? If you have stayed at La Quinta Inns and Suites, this is a hotel chain. Give me a cue in the comments. If you have stayed at La Quinta Inn and Suites, okay? Give me a cue in the comments. And if you have stayed at a Triumph Hotel, give me a T in the comments, okay? I think I stayed at a La Quinta one time. We went to Pennsylvania to go to um, see this show. All right, 76 Grimka has been to a La Quinta Inn. Um, well, okay, Open Arms Cleaning has been to one. Okay, so y'all have been to La Quinta, all right? Well, if you didn't know, I'm sure you know, hotels advertise, right? And they'll have slogans. Well, apparently La Quinta Inn's slogan is, tonight La Quinta, tomorrow you triumph. They have been filed with a trademark infringement suit by Triumph Hospitality. Triumph Hospitality runs a runs six New York City hotels um, of different names. Some of them have Triumph in the name, some don't. And they're saying that by La Quinta using triumph in their slogan tonight la quinta tomorrow you triumph that will cause confusion in the marketplace between la quinta and triumph hospitality so i want to ask you guys as the general public do you think that there is a possibility of confusion when la quinta in's slogan is tonight la quinta tomorrow you triumph versus a series of triumph hotels do you think that that would cause confusion? And if you do or do not, tell me why. While you do that, I'm going to tell you why I don't think it would cause confusion. I don't think it would cause confusion because the only way you're going to see the triumph is if you're looking at an ad for La Quinta. Because that's the only place that they use the word triumph. Whereas with Triumph Hospitality, it's right in the name of their hotels. So if they're not in the name of the, ho the, name of the hotels, the average person isn't going to know that La Quinta's slogan is tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you triumph. I only found out about it today. Open Arms Cleaning says she doesn't think that there is a possibility of confusion. Right, I am right with you. I am totally with you. I think that if, tr if La Quinta was changing their name to like La Quinta Inn and Triumph, yeah, then you've got a little bit of a problem. But they're using a Hello Yarn Weaver, but they're using it in a slogan which is only going to be seen if you're looking at an advertisement for the Hotel La Quinta Inn. So, um, yeah, next time, if, if any of you are staying in hotels in the near future, um, keep an eye out. Zephyrina said, I've never even heard of Triumph Hospitality. Um... Well, the, the, the hotels that they run, they run about six hotels in New York. I forgot to write the names down, but they're, they're not under the name Triumph Hotels, which is another issue, which is, I'm like, how is there going to be confusion if nobody knows that the overarching companies of these hotels is called Triumph Hospitality, right? Anyway, some people just got money to waste. <clears throat> okay. Uh, but we are coming close to the end of the show, but, um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. 
I read an article today, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I wanted to know what you guys thought, right? Yes, Zephyrine, exactly. Okay. So if, if you have heard of Gone with the Wind or Song of the South, give me a one in the comments. If you have heard of Gone with the Wind or Song of the South, give me a one in the comments. Uh, now both of these are films, uh, Gone with the Wind was, is owned by Warner Brothers, um, Warner Studios, and Song of the South is owned by Disney, okay? You've heard of them, Zephyrina. Thank you, Yarn Weaver. Hey, Lareed. Okay. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, 76 Grimke. Thank you, Lareed. All right. So you guys have heard of Gone with the Wind and Song of the South. Now, these movies... Um, they are owned by powerhouse companies, Warner Studios and Disney, right? Thank you for all the ones. Um, and there was an article I read today that get, that made the suggestion. They, they said, should Warner Studios and Disney let go of the copyrights to Gone with the Wind and Song of the South and put them in the public domain? to show that they are committed to, you know, um, change, to, to becoming more equitable. Now, if you don't know Gone with the Wind and Song of the South, they are known for, you know, their, their racist depictions of people of color and their glamorized view of, you know, the owners of slaves and things like that. Um, we're not going to go into, into the particulars, but both of these pieces of media perpetuate stereotypes that are no longer tolerated, Right. So the article said, maybe to show that you are committed as these powerhouse companies to more, to more equitable portrayals of people in your media, maybe you should let go of the copyrights to these admittedly racist pieces of media and put them in the public domain where people can study them. Now, we know Warner and Disney, they keep their intellectual property on lock. There is no way that they would ever put those things into the public domain. But what do you guys think about that idea? Do you think that letting go of those copyrights and putting those films in the public domain, meaning that anybody can make a copy, anybody can remake it, anybody can watch it wherever they want to online, public domain, um, do you think that putting these films in the public domain means anything is does does that does that signify anything does it signify your commitment to being more equitable in how you portray um different groups in your films is it enough to it, you know is giving up the copyright a good idea because this is just a suggestion by a legal scholar they're they're not thinking about this at all and I would, I would never advise, you know, anyone to give up your copyright. Look, your intellectual property is money. I said it at the beginning of the show, right? But what do you think about that idea? Letting go of the copyright, putting these films in the public domain where Warner and Disney can no longer make money from them to show that they are committed to more equitable portrayals of people in their media. Do you think that that is a reasonable or... Um, you know, even a feasible step. What do you guys think? Mm, 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 mm. What do you guys think? 
And I know, you know, I know that we talk about this a little bit more on the show, but I want, I want you guys to understand how business intertwines with everything we do as a society. There is no, like, people want to say it's just business. It's never just business. It's always personal, okay? Hi, Zobanks86. Especially nowadays, people are not just buying your product these days. They're buying your brand. They're buying you. They want to know what your values are. They want to know where you stand as a company. So what do you think about that? Letting those copyrights out into the public domain where they can no longer make money from them. They no longer belong to Warner Brothers. They no longer belong to Disney. Do you think that that is a an attractive plan to show that you're committed to more equitable portrayals of people in your media? Y'all are so quiet today. You're making me scared. What happened? Are we frozen? Okay. Yarn Weaver said, I see their point. At the same time, they can do what Warner is already doing, where they can make a disclaimer at the beginning of their cartoons that have racist and outdated views. Hello, Boss Frosty. Oh, I did not know that that they do that. Because I personally have never seen um, Gone with the Wind or Song of the South. So I don't know what they look like. Uh, Jan Weaver said, and that's probably what they would do if pushed on the matter. Zephyrina said, no, you don't, you don't think that that is an attractive idea. I don't think it really matters either because the, the media is still out there. It doesn't erase it. It doesn't change it. It just says, you know, anybody can do what they want with it, right? So um, while we may not necessarily like the content of that media, it is still definitely okay that these, um, that these companies keep their copyrights intact because, again, that gives you control over your work. You don't want somebody taking this and, uh, you know, who knows what people can do. People do all sorts of crazy things these days. So I think the best thing to do, especially in these times where these companies are, you know, they're, they're changing policies left and right, let them keep those copyrights. Keep that there. Control the narrative. You as the big powerhouse have the power to say, all right, yes, this is something that we own up to. This is something that we did do a long time ago. But we're no longer like that, you know? But still, you can't be streaming this in your backyard for 50 of your closest friends. <laughs> All right? So, yeah, I, like, I, I thought that was a very interesting question. Letting go of your intellectual property, is that even an attractive way to show that, you know, you're trying to do better? Yarn Weaver said, I don't know if they do the disclaimer on Gone with the Wind, but they do it on Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, etc. Okay. Okay, and it has been some time since I have watched any of those because I don't have children. <laughs> so I, I, I've never seen those disclaimers. But yeah, putting those disclaimers, I think that it's really important and it is addressing the fact that these pieces of media, you know, aren't, were not necessarily PC. Y'all remember All in the Family where Archie Bunker? Now look, I used to laugh at that show so much. and But as I got older, I realized how problematic Archie Bunker was, right? But that doesn't mean that you just put the episodes out there in the world so nobody owns them. It's still out there. (laughs) Anyway, 
I just wanted to get you guys' two cents on this. Um, I thought it was an interesting question. We're in a time where we're questioning a lot. We're pushing buttons. We're shifting things around. So, you know, some ideas are going to work and some aren't. But, you know, we still want to mull them around and see what all the possibilities are. What about the movie Huckleberry Finn? Um, I don't know who owns that. Did I see the movie Huckleberry Finn? I feel like Huckleberry Finn has been done a few times, but, you know, they're still maintaining the copyrights for that. And even that, I know that for Huckleberry Finn, there were certain, um, there were certain versions of Huckleberry Finn where they, um, they used the, the N-word in that book to refer to black people, and there were versions of that book that removed the N-word, right? Now, does that does that change? Does does that does that mean that you're you're committed more to to, to a more equitable society? Taking that word out, do, would giving up the copyrights to I don't actually the the copyrights of Huckleberry Finn might be up. I'm not sure because we know that copyrights are seventy years. I'm not sure, but um, but um. Assuming that the copyrights for Huckleberry Finn are still in place, we know the history of Huckleberry Finn. Should the should the people who maintain that copyright for Mark Twain's work should they just let that go? What should they do? What do you think? What do you think? What shall think? All right. I just want to pick your brains a little bit. I know it's Monday. You know, you've had your whole weekend. We want to get the, the brain juices floating. These are the questions I want you to think about. We're creating a new society and we all can have input. I want to hear what y'all have to say about it. You know, how can we make things better for ourselves as a society, as a community? What what are the steps that we can do towards real change? Zephyrina said, I, I think I need to think about it. Absolutely. We, like, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer at this point. Everybody is trying to figure this out. We are coming into a new normal in all senses of the word. So, you know, brainstorm. Think about it. Don't feel like you don't have skin in this game. As a member of society, you have skin in every game. You have skin with your vote. You have skin with your voice. So it, it, I think that it is your duty as a member of a society to be involved as much as you possibly can to stay, to stay in, informed so that you can be a contributing member, whether that be with your voice or your dollar or your service. All right. Okay. So I'm off my soapbox. That's where I'm going to leave you guys for tonight. We're going to be back here tomorrow with more stories. Um, 76 Grimke said, be more supportive of each other. Yes, be more supportive. You know, if you know that person is trying to, trying to get their work out there and you know somebody who can help them, hook them up. Don't, you know, let's try, let's try to create better community. Let's try and break down these divisive walls. All right. Um, but yeah, so this is where I'm going to leave you guys. We're going to be back here tomorrow. Make sure you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm to set up your free consultation or to grab the free biz launch cheat sheet or to pick up business startup basics. Look, your girl is here to get your business right. Good night, my dear Zafarina. Yarn Weaver said removing barriers to industries that have been predominantly white cis hetero would be one thing. Either removing barriers or creating new opportunities for your community. Yarn Weaver got the testimonials today. Got the whole book. Write a book, Yarn Weaver. I'll read it. 
Um, thank you, Antoinette. You're welcome, 76 Grimk. All right, so good night, guys. Um, go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Go check out all my stuff, and I'll see you here tomorrow, okay? Bye.